Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, and welcome to Shelf Logic. My name is Caroline. And I'm Danielle. And welcome back to the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge podcast. Yeah. We are about halfway through 2023, which is really wild Bananas. to say out loud. I know. Oh my gosh, that's weird. How did we get here? It came so fast. Um, but with that said, uh, we were both... Uh, when you, when I say about halfway through the pop sugar reading challenge, I mean that like we could be on like the greater side of halfway through or like just below the lower side of halfway through. Um, but we're both about halfway through um, the pop sugar reading challenge. So we wanted to check in, talk about what we've read, what we've liked, um, give you an idea of where we're at in the pop sugar reading challenge and hopefully encourage you to continue doing the pop sugar reading challenge. And then we'll check in again at the end of the year to kind of see what what all we did and yeah. wrap uh, her up yeah wrap her up all right so danielle would you like to tell us how many of the, of yours you've read um i might have gone a little crazy with it <laughs> um i have read 36 nice so that's fun i feel like the pop sugar reading challenge it's so easy to do that because like if you're a competitive person or you enjoy like I guess, like, the drive of, like, checking something off of a list. Yeah, that's the big thing for me is, like, oh, I can check this one off. I can check this one off. Oh, I can check this one off. Yeah, it's so easy to just, like, fly through the list. I am, um, I'm at 23 of 50, so I am our just below half. Um, But, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think I've been just reading a lot, and there's definitely times where I'm, like, reading intentionally off of the challenge list, Mm -hmm. and then there's times where I'm, like, oh, I didn't realize that this book would cross something off the list, but here I am. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I definitely, I'm not quite as far as you are, but that's okay. That's part of the kind of fun of this. I've had a few books that I've read in between Pop Sugar books that I've, like, told myself, no, no Pop Sugar book. Like, you need to pause from the Pop Sugar Challenge list um, and read something else. You like other things. There are other things. But it is fun. This is, we talked about this in the first um, episode of this little series of the podcast where the Pop Sugar Challenge is fun because it pushes you to read things you wouldn't normally or it gives you a prompt that's so weird that you're like, oh, actually, that's something that's been on my to be read list Mm -hmm. for a while and I just haven't gotten to it yet. And now it's like pushing me to get to it. So. Um, like a book with a rabbit on the cover. I feel like I have several books for, and I just didn't realize it until I Googled books with rabbits on the cover mm-hmm. and the Goodreads list came up and I was like, oh, three oh, or yeah. four of these are actually on my to-be-read list. Yeah. So I can also check something off of my list. Yeah. So do you want to go first and talk about what you what 36 you've read? <laughs> um, sure. Um, so funny story, the first prompt, prompt um a book you meant to read in 2022 I thought I had or I picked a book that I thought I meant to read and didn't but I meant to read it and I did fun so I had to pick another one um so for that one I read anxious people and that was surprisingly wonderful that's on my list I love Frederick Bachman yes it was fantastic the a book about a vacation I read the vacationers nice um book by a first time oh I haven't read that one yet a book with mythical creatures, The Girl Who Drank the Moon. Ooh. Um, a book about a forbidden romance, Eight Simple Rules for Dating a Dragon. That beca- that turned out to be a series, and I'm obsessed. Oh, yay! I am obsessed with it. That's awesome. Um, a book with the girl in the title, um, The Nowhere Girls. 
a celebrity memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Oof. Yeah. That was such a good one. Yeah. Um, a book with the color in the title I read, Red Queen. Uh, romance with a Fat Lead, I read Spoiler Alert. Um, a book about or set in Hollywood, I read Little Sister, Investigation into the Death of Natalie Wood. Ooh. A modern retelling of a classic, I read Tiger Lily, which was surprisingly good. Nice. That was a fun one. A book where the main character's name is in the title, I read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I love that. Phenomenal. It was so good. Um, A book with a love triangle, I read The Host. I hadn't read that one for a long time. I forgot how much I liked it. That's on my list because I loved Stephanie Meyer. Like, I loved Twilight. And Mm -hmm. so when I, like, started reading or, like, wanting to read other Stephanie Meyer books, I never got to The Host, but that is definitely on my list. It's so good. Um, a book that's been banned or challenged in a, any state in 2022, I read Out of Darkness, and that was a tough read. Yeah. Um, that that was tough. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Obviously, I'm not for banning books, but I get it. Yeah. It was, it was intense. Might, might be tough, yeah. Yeah. Um, a book becoming a TV series or movie in 2023, I read Salem's Lot, Ooh. and that was my second ever Stephen King book, and I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Um, a book set in the decade you were born, I read Malibu Rising. A book with a queer lead, I read Red, White, and Royal Blue. Nice. A book with a map, I read The Hobbit. Um, the shortest book by pages on my TBR list was The House on Mango Street, so I read that one. Um, a hashtag book talk recommendation, I read Six of Crows. Nice. Um, a book you bought secondhand, I read The Principle of the Path. A book your friend recommended was Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I think I wrote Evelyn Hardcastle. That's a different oh, book. Oh, I have done that so many times where I flip-flop those two titles. I know. Evelyn Hugo had seven and a half. No. Evelyn Hardcastle had seven and a half deaths. Yeah. Evelyn Hugo had, had seven, seven husbands. husbands. Um, so I read Evelyn Hugo, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. This is also, I blame this on the reading challenges list as well, because if you have printed out the physical list and are tracking along with us on paper, the boxes are so small. Mm-hmm. So we're also uh, fighting to read our own handwriting. Yes, accurate. Um, so a book that's on a celebrity book club list, I read Our Missing Hearts, loved it. A book about a family, American Road Trip. That one was tough to read too, but it was like good tough. It was good. Nice. It was unexpectedly good. Um, A book about an athlete or a sport was How I Became the Fittest Woman on Earth. A historical fiction book, I read Daisy Jones and the Six. So good. (laughs) Um, I read a lot of Taylor Jenkins read on this on accident. (laughs) Um, A book that your best friend would like, I read Uprising. Yeah. Um, a book you should have read in high school. I read To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, a book you read more than 10 years ago. I read Ready Player One. I did not like it as much the second time. It was yeah. okay still, but I didn't like it as much as I remembered liking it. A book by an author with the same initials as you. I read A Heart in a Body in the World. Oh, nice. Um, which was fun. And then for the advanced ones, um, a book written during NaNoWriMo. I read Fangirl. I'm a huge Rainbow Rowell fan, so that one just, like, stole my heart. I Yay, loved it yeah. so much. Um, a book based on a popular movie, I read The Labyrinth. Nice. Um, a book that takes place entirely in one day, I read Pumpkin Heads, also Rainbow Rowell. Um, 
a book about a holiday that's not Christmas. I read When Irish Guys Are Smiling. No good. <laughs> no good. <laughs> um, Rejected it. I, oh, it, it just hurt me. It was not good. Um, a book that features two languages. I read Crying in H Mart. Nice. That was a good one. Um, the longest book by pages on your TBR list is um, Iron Gold. And I'm saving my favorite so far for last, a book that was self-published. I read The Martian. It was so good. Nice. I never expected to like it as much as I did. I love that book. I'm so excited. I think that's the one. I think that was one of the ones that we overlapped. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for you to read it. Because it's so hard to find books that were self-published and then like kind of went mainstream and got picked up. So yeah, I'm not surprised that we overlapped, but I'm so excited to read that one next. I can't wait for you to read it. So the ones that I read, my little tiny 23 so far, um, a book you bought from an independent bookstore. Um, I read a Dear America book called I Thought My Soul Would Rise and Fly that I bought at the Friends of the Library. Um, a book about a vacation. I read People We Meet on Vacation. Uh, this My list features a pretty decent amount of Emily Henry. Um, <laughs> that but was I loved the- that was the book I thought I read. I meant to read in 2022, but I did read it in That's 2022. Right. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I also, for a book with a girl in the title, I read Nowhere Girls. Um, a celebrity memoir. I read Beyond the Wand by Tom Felton. Oh, oh my gosh. It was so good. He narrates the audiobook, um, but then I had to get the physical book, too, to see all the pictures. Yeah. They were so good. I can't wait to read that one. Um, a book with a color in the title I did Between Shades of Grey. Uh, which was a tough read, but it was really good. I like um, history books that kind of focus on something aside from the main, like whatever was going on. Um, And this was about a family who gets um, sent to like Siberian work camps during the Holocaust. And so they were like very removed from like the, you know, kind of Germany, Poland, Mm -hmm. you know, um, death camps and work camps that were most prominently talked about after the Holocaust. So it was really interesting. Um, a book published in spring 2023, I read Happy Place by Emily Henry. A uh, book published the year I was born, I read Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. A uh, retelling of a classic, I read Briar Rose by Jane Yolen. It was not as, that was another one that I had read in high school and remember, remembered being obsessed with. And then when I reread it, I was like, that was fine. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> I'm really bummed, but it was, you know, it's fun to reread stuff and like, yeah. oh, I can see why I really liked this at 14. Right. But now as an adult, I'm not mm-hmm. so sure. Um, a book with a song lyric as its title, I read Helter Skelter. Ooh. That was very interesting. Uh, very deep dive into like the Manson family murders. Um, a book where the main character's name is in the title, I read The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Um, a book with a love triangle, oh, I reread The Hunger Games books, oh. so mine was Catching Fire. Um, I forgot how much I loved those. Yes. I was fully love. prepared. Those are books that I own. Um, and something else I'm trying to do this year is read more of the books I own so I can decide if they're books I love enough to keep or books that I would be willing to just part with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I fully went into expecting to donate those. And I was like, what was I thinking? Never. I love these books. Yes. Um, a book that fulfills your favorite prompt from a past challenge. <laughs> this was always a prompt that I end up just like shoehorning in. Um, I read Not the Witch You Wed um, because there was a prompt last year uh, for a book with witches by or about or by or about a witch. <laughs> it was written by a witch. About or featuring witches. And when I read that one, I think we had just filmed our first episode of the Pop Sugar podcast. And so I was like, oh, well, I guess this fits. It's fine. Yeah. That just, like I said, just kind of got shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, a book with a queer lead. I did She Drives Me Crazy, which was really fun. 
Um, a book with just text on the cover. This is another prompt that I'm never a fan of. I read Up the Down Staircase and the physical copy that I borrowed from the library had a different cover than the audiobook oh. copy I ended up like finishing the book on on Hoopla and so I, I counted it but I always hate prompts like this because sometimes there are so many different editions that it's like well yeah. technically this one has text on the cover but yeah. whatever that one I actually have Helter Skelter oh nice um, so the one that you read with the lyric and that one I don't think I've ever seen another cover for like I think it's only that one with the bright red <laughs> I know what a relief <laughs> um my shortest book by pages on my to be read list I did another dear America book <laughs> Cleopatra the seventh daughter of the Nile um that one's tough for us being children's like in the children's department here at the library, most of my to be read shortest books are picture books. Yeah. But I feel funny counting them. So yeah. Dear America book was under 200. So I felt okay. Um, a book about a family. I did the crossover by Kwame Alexander, a book about an athlete or sport. Um, I got lucky and Frederick Bachman released another um, edition in the Beartown series called the winners. So I read that one, um, a historical fiction book. I also read uprising. Um, so we read this in the same year. That's fun. Yes. Um, and we both had similar feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. A book about divorce. I read Weekends with Max and His Dad. Uh, so it was a really sweet book about a kid who spends weekends with his dad, but okay. he spends his weeks with his mom. Okay. So kind of like the relationship he struggles to develop with his dad because of it. Um, a book you read more than 10 years ago was The Hunger Games. I was shocked that it had been that long. <laughs> it made my tummy hurt. Yeah. Um, a book you wish you could read for the first time again. I read Ashes of Roses by Mary Jane Auk, which we will touch on this again because we both read Uprising. But I, since I was, since I was a kid, I've had a very uh, strange fascination <laughs> with the Triangle Sherways factory fire. And I think it was primarily caused by this book. Um, I read this, I think I picked this up at my school library when I was in like fifth grade and it just started me down a very, um, long spiral of needing to know everything about the mm -hmm. Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Which you introduced me to it. Yes. So now I'm learning stuff and about it. you're learning stuff. And then we both read a book about it loosely. Mm -hmm. Kind um, of. Kinda. Um, and then a book by an author with the same initials as you, I read The Unhoneymooners by Christina mm -hmm. Lauren, which I actually learned is a pseudonym so oh. for a minute i wasn't even sure that i would count it but i'm gonna count it because yeah. i that's fair just don't feel like trying to find somebody else um it's two authors christina lauren and it's the first names of the two authors put together oh yeah i didn't know that until okay. i like was browsing her goodreads page to see what other books she had written and i learned that and i was like oh no <laughs> does this not count anymore nah, i think we it count counts. it it's fair and then a book that takes place entirely in one day. Um, I read This Is Not a Drill by K.A. Holt. Those are all my all my reads. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that we've teased it, we have to talk about both of our feelings on Uprising. Yes. Because when I recommended, or I don't know if I recommended it to you or if you pulled it off my Goodreads list yeah. for that prompt, but you were like, oh, I know that you love the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Right. and So this would be a good one. Yeah. And I hadn't read it either. So it was like, oh, yeah, I probably would recommend that to someone based on my my interest in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. But I did not know that it's really not quite about that. No. It was kind of a... I mean, the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory is a prevalent part of it, but it's not about the fire. Mm -mm. It's very much about, like, worker... like. The, like the labor rights movement yeah. around, like, that happened to fall on both sides of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, that was one I owned and was 
kind of disappointed because <laughs> I've read so many books about the Triangle yeah. Shirtwaist Factory fire that I was expecting it to be. And I mean, the picture on the cover is the fire. It's literally fire. Yeah. And so if you're it's very not, misleading, it is misleading. And so if you don't know about the Triangle Shirtwaist fire, when you go into it, you may not be as disappointed that it just yeah. kind of like it. I want to say it was like the last like 40 pages. It was very it was much very just a fit footnote at the end. Like, yeah. It was quick. Yeah. So if you know about it and that's like what you're seeking out from that book, you might be disappointed. But if you don't know anything about it and you want to know like the buildup to it, that one I, I would say is like a good precursor for that. Yeah. But yeah, the way I hyped it up for you. <laughs> did not, it, was, it was mediocre. It didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I hyped it up too much. Which also, so the band book that I read, Out of Darkness, it's about the North London school fire in Texas or school explosion. Um, but that's another one where the bulk of the book was not about the school explosion. Like it was yeah. the last like 40 some odd pages. And I was just like, oh, well. That's kind of weird. Okay. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. So, yeah, not not what I thought it was going to be for yeah. both of those. Yeah, I just, I like historical fiction books that like, or like nonfiction books about a historical event that like really dive you way, way into it. Yeah. And maybe that's just because that's what I did as a kid. Like when I learned about something, I like just went fully into yeah. it. But yeah, if it just kind of, if it's, if somewhere in the title it alludes to it being about this, then I want it to be entirely about that. Right. It can have footnotes about like what happened before and after. Right. But that if can I want to like know expository that, information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I want to know that, I'll I'll find it elsewhere. Right. If if you are calling your book something related to a historical event, I expect it to be fully about the historical Correct. event. Yeah. Yes. I agreed. just want to dive in deep. Yeah. What prompts are you excited to do? Um, I am excited for actually two now. Um, I wasn't terribly excited about a book published in the spring of 2003. No, spring of 2003. Could be that too, though. 2023. <laughs> um, until you mentioned yours. And I do want to read that book oh, very much. So happy good. place. So I think I'm going to change that. Um, so I'm excited for that now that I can squeeze that into the list. Nice. Um, I'm also excited for um, a book that fulfills your favorite prompt from a past challenge. Mm. I have never done one before, so I just kind of pulled one off of a previous Pop Sugar challenge, and it was a book that mentions a book. Oh. Um, and so I read The Bookish Life of Nina Hill, which mentioned um, the Mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, And so I'm fun. excited to read The Mysterious Benedict Society. I had started it, and then life got in the way, and I just never finished it, and... So I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, and that's like a long, popular kids series. Yeah. There's a couple books in that series, yeah. so that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm super excited for a book with a map um, because I chose Wicked. Ooh, And cool. I, oh, I was one of those kids who uh, was like so obsessed with Wicked. Like that was, if you asked me at like 13 what Broadway shows I'm, a, I'm familiar with and aware of, I'd be like, Wicked. And that's about it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I was probably familiar with more than that, but if you asked me my favorite, that would have been it. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to read it. And Have you read it before? No, I've okay. never read the book. Okay. So I'm nervous on the one hand that it won't be similar to the show. Yeah. But I'm like looking forward to kind of like seeing the differences and seeing how it like, because it's a series. So I'm seeing, like I'm interested oh, okay. in seeing how it builds kind yeah. of throughout. Okay. I don't know that they're all like actually tied together 
okay. the series of books, but they're all by the same author and they're all like set in Oz. Okay. So yeah, so I'm curious about that one. Um, and then let me see. I know that I'm probably excited about another one. Oh, well, I am uh, excited might not be the right word, but um, the book that's becoming TV or movie in 2023, I had already planned on reading Killers of the Flower Moon. And then the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, I need to make that a priority. Yeah. Because it looks really good. Okay. And when the book came out, it was my first year working at the library, and I was shocked by how constantly long the holds list for that was. Okay. Just, like, never relented. That entire year, that list was, wow. like, constantly long. So I'm very excited to read it um, and then go see the movie, because, of course, that's how you have to of course. You book first. Yeah. Let's see. There was another prompt that... Oh, this is a prompt since you did the prompt i'm excited to see how you feel about it uh i feel like i may have read a romance with a fat lead already but the ways that that people that authors describe characters in books sometimes make it hard to tell if you're trying to make the character plus sized or if you're just i well let's set it up this way the book that i read the author describes the character throughout as curvy like she's curvy, mm. curvy, curvy, curvy. And sometimes that is how we describe, especially women who are plus sized. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true. I don't know. In my mind, I was like, I don't think this counts because at no point, at no point does she have like a conflict in the romance about her body or like, so I felt like it didn't really count. Yeah. Cause I feel like the ones that I've read, so like, um, Spoiler alert, was very like she was very clearly a fat lead. Um, Dumplin is another one, very clearly that's an issue because, it, like, I feel like part of it is them overcoming that, yeah, self like consciousness. Yeah, um, there's another one I can't think of the name right now, but it was a teen book and it was the same kind of thing. Like, I feel like they when they're making their lead a fat lead, like, it's pretty. They, it's like pretty explicitly yeah. stated. Yeah. And so when they were saying, they, like, they mentioned it a few times throughout this book that she was curvy. And I was like, well, are we talking like her hips are wider than her waist? Right. Because that's fairly common. Right. Like, that doesn't mean that you are, like, skinny or fat. I was just like, this is very odd. I don't know why. Yeah. And it may just be the, the, like, the brand of romance book I was reading that, like, they, it was not the kind of book that would have come out and said it. And that, like, her body image and like her own feelings about herself were not like the center of the story. Mm -hmm. So I would rather read, I would rather fulfill that prompt with a book where like the lead character is truly like a fat lead. Yeah. And part of the story is like her learning to love herself and love her body and like not feel self-conscious and not feel like her partner or like her romantic interests are judging her based on her body image. So yeah, yeah, I was, I, when I heard that, I was like, mm, know why we're describing people that way because it's kind of strange it doesn't make sense but it'll be i'm excited to read the one that i have picked out i have picked out get a life chloe brown um and that's a whole series um so i'm I'm i think i've heard of that i'm also excited for that one because i think i don't know if it's chloe brown or danny brown because the whole series is about her and her sisters but one of them has adhd okay and i can't remember if it's chloe or danny which is classic <laughs> so uh yeah so i'm excited about that one too okay um oh we can have a good laugh at me i, I think i know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so you finished your book with the longest 
uh, or the most pages. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was Les Mis. I was very disappointed to discover that. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen a copy, a physical copy of Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. Oh, boy. Um, I don't like describing books as doorstops, but you could truly, yeah. you could truly prop a door open with that book. It's very large. Um, and the audiobook is 58 hours, more than one whole day. Um, yeah. More than two whole days, actually. Mm, yeah. Um, so I got it from Libby. If you're like me and the idea of reading the longest book on your TBR list is intimidating, I recommend trying an audiobook. It's still intimidating, but it's uh, less painful, I guess, to not have to see this giant book in front of you. A phone book of a book. I got through... This was the saddest thing. I got my copy on Libby. I started listening to it. I got through four hours and then went back into Libby to see how much progress I had made because when you listen to an audiobook on Libby, it'll show you percentage-wise how far you are in the book. I was 2% in. I thought I was... (laughs) I thought I was going to cry. Um, so I made it, I think I ended up making it eight hours in, um, but then somebody else had it on hold. So I had to let it go back. And I think the hardest part about this prompt is now I have it on hold. It has already tried to come back to me once. And I said, no, thank you. (laughs) Not ready. I'm not ready yet. Especially since I was already in the middle of another book, Mm -hmm. um, while I was waiting for it to come back to me. But then I thought about just how long it is. And just how long it took to get to the part where I started recognizing things. Because if you've, if you've seen the musical or the movie Les Miserables, it takes about seven and a half hours to get to anybody that you recognize. Um, or any like scenes that you recognize. So if you've seen the movie, I the book got returned to me just as um, Jean Valjean was like rescuing um, Fantine. from her life of debauchery um, and desperation because unfortunately times were times. And so I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering because I was also listening to the soundtrack at the same time. (laughs) So I think that he was just about to start having the conflict with Javert where like Javert realizes that he's the convict that he tried to arrest years before. Okay. That was eight hours into the audiobook. That's like the first six minutes of the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be so hard. It's going to be rough. So, um, You got six months to get through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have six months to get through it. Um, it will It will get checked off. Now I'm determined. I don't start books and then never come back to them, so I'm determined to finish it. But I was just like, wow, this is... It's a choice. This is eight hours in, and uh, yeah. it's only like the first six minutes of the movie. I was really hoping that it was just just a really drawn out version of the movie and it is technically i mean yeah you weren't wrong yeah i also hurt my own feelings by putting that on my list and then the book that i should have read in high school um i chose for myself i might have to change my mind but i chose for myself a tale of two cities i've never read that one i i that's a big one though isn't mm -hmm, it that's another one that's big um and it's dickens so yeah i already kind of feel like i'm not gonna be excited about it I feel like maybe that's another prompt year. <laughs> a maybe prompt for another year. Maybe that's next year's yeah, longest maybe book on my Yeah, maybe it's 2024. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I, but I can't, like, I'm having trouble recalling what books I should have read in high school and didn't. That would be more palatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't think of, I was a pretty decent, like, reader in high school. And so I don't really recall books that I was supposed to read and just skipped. But I know for certain I did with that one. Yeah. That was just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, we'll see. Well, um, I'm excited for you to read um, for the prompt. Well, I mean, we already talked about The Martian. I cannot wait mm. for you to read that. Um, so excited. But the one for a book you think your best friend would like? Wait, no. I think so. Maybe was... a book your friend recommended. Uh, let's see. What did I have for that one? Oh, yeah. I haven't read either of those prompts yet, but I had the one that I thought you would like was The Help. Oh, and then yeah. the one that you recommended was the Guernsey Literary yeah. Material Field Society. Yes. I'm so excited for you to read that one. I think that that might have to be, like, one of my next ones to, like... Like, I think that the next time I have to check out Les Mis <laughs> and ship another eight <laughs> hours away in 21 days, mm-hmm. um, that that'll be, like, my palate cleanser in between. That's fair. So yeah. that I'm still checking things off the pop sugar reading list. Yeah. But as you chip away. As I slowly, slowly yeah. chip away at Les Mis. Yeah. Um, I will say, I didn't use this for one that I'm the most excited about because I'm currently reading it, um, but a book published the year you were born. I'm reading A Time to Kill. Um, I've never read Grisham before anything um, by him, but I'm really enjoying A Time to Kill. That's good. Um, it's it's fast-paced. It's it's a hard read. Yeah. I mean, the, the beginning of it was brutal. If you've ever read it, I, I've never seen the movie either. Okay. Um, so if you you know what it about, what it's about... Um, it's it starts off real real rough um but i like true crime i like courtroom dramas so just out like in my life i like to watch those kinds of documentaries so reading it in a book format like it's just really interesting yeah um and so far grisham has proven to be a good right the good writer that he's gotten the credit for being yeah i i want to double check to make sure that i'm right but i think i am i read a grisham last year for the pop sugar reading challenge um and i was surprised because i didn't think that i mean i didn't realize that this was a book to a movie anyway yeah it was a, a john grisham book um skipping christmas oh yeah yeah it's like the novelization of christmas with the cranks um which is a movie i've enjoyed like i enjoyed as a kid and so i read the book and I was like oh this is not obviously not John Grisham's typical genre but I appreciated his writing and so I was like okay I could try another Grisham in the future I'm not a huge it's funny because I am a huge true crime fan Mm -hmm. I'm not totally a huge like mystery novels fan unless it's like I don't know. It's got to be, like, a standalone for me. Yeah. If it bleeds, like, into, like, a series, I don't typically gravitate toward it, but that could also be something for next year's Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, because... I don't feel like this one's a mystery. Okay. More, like, straight true crime. Yeah. And maybe that's his style, and I've just, like, always assumed differently about him. But I am a liar, liar pants on fire, because I have read Skipping Christmas. I forgot. Oh, that's right. It's been a while since I've read it, but I forget that that's by Grisham as well. Yeah, it really is not his typical style. This is traditional Grisham that I'm reading, and it is just, it's really good. I'm excited to finish it. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. I don't remember if we talked about this the last time that we did the Pop Sugar Challenge podcast, but for whatever reason, I do not know oh no I do know what I was thinking a book set in the decade you were born I thought that I thought the prompt was a book published in the decade you were born so I picked a girl with a pearl earring um and then very quickly realized that there I was like wow that's weird there's two prompts one that's specific to the year you were born and then one that's specific to the decade you were born and then I read him again and I was like oh no apparently I just don't know how to read 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up picking up another book for that prompt um, that's actually set in 1994. So I'm excited to read it. But it was one of those moments where I looked at it and I was like, decade you were... Oh, no, it's set in the decade I was born. I definitely was not born when Girl with the Pearl Earring is set. But if you haven't read that one... I I love that book. Okay, I was going to say, it is really good. I was going to say that that's a book I read in high school, but I I read it. Yeah. That darn prompt. I'm really going to have to think hard about books that, like, traditionally were read in high school that I skipped. If anybody has any suggestions... Oh, yeah, I could use them. Yeah. I'm really really dragging my feet on A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. I don't want to have to do it. I skipped a lot of the classics. I'm just not big on them. Yeah. So that was how I missed To Kill a Mockingbird. Is that a classic? It uh, It's hard because technically, like, when we had a classic section here at the library, we did consider it a classic. But I think the, um, let's see, when did Harper Lee die? Because I think that the, the generally the um, classification for a classic book is that the author is, like, 50 years dead. Oh, okay. And I think at the time, Harper Lee wasn't. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, no. She died in 2016. So, oh. technically, when we had her in our classic section, she was not... She had only been dead for, like, a year. She was okay. always over there, as long as I've been here. Okay. Um. So, like, while, yes, I would consider it a classic, and while it's, like, read very, very commonly in schools, she's technically, like... She wouldn't fall in the same category as, like, Dickens, Shakespeare, right. um, and yeah. the Austens. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... That... Classics is always kind of tricky. But, yeah, that's... It's so common to read the classics in high school. And, yeah. Oh, and it makes me sad. Have you read Brave New World? No. But it also wasn't assigned to me in high school. Oh. That's... I think that's the tricky part about the prompt, too. A book I should have read in high school. So, like... A book that was assigned to me that I was just like, I'll read the Sparks note. Spark notes. <laughs> that was every Shakespeare oh ever my gosh. assigned to me. I'm not here for it. Nothing saved my life more than, um, oh, do you remember what they were called? They were like Sparks notes. Oh my gosh, why do I keep pluralizing Sparks? They were like Spark notes, but they were like a companion book for Shakespeare where like on the one side it was yeah. the classic Shakespeare text and on the other it was like, No Here's Fear what, Shakespeare? No Fear Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's what I read. Beautiful. I didn't spark note I it. Loved I no fear did no fear Shakespeare because I did want to try. I yeah. wanted to try to read it, and also, I loved my ninth grade English teacher, but she would make us like perform the Shakespearean oh, okay. stuff in class. So yeah. we would have to read it at home. But then she would pick out a scene and like, all right, come up to the front. And you guys are going to act out this scene to yeah. like better understand what was going on. Okay. Oh, and there were so many times where No Fear Shakespeare did me just like a little dirty because I was like. Um, well, I think what they're trying to say here is, and she was like, read the actual text. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's so hard. I think the only book I've ever actually spark notes is um, Great Expectations. <gasps> I read part of it, and it was fine. Yeah. I did not like it. But again, I just am not a fan no. of classics. So I was like, I'm not really feeling the rest of this. I think that might have been another one that was assigned to me. Well, actually... Is that the one? No, I think I did read that one all the way through. Wow, good for me. Um, I think I may have made a deal with myself that year where I was like, if I don't read the one Dickens I'm assigned, I'll read the other Dickens that I'm yeah. forced to read. So I did read that. Um, I read, yeah, like this list is like Frankenstein, Beloved, Speak. I've read all of those. Oh, Speak was good. I love Speak. That's one of my favorite books. Yeah. I read Lord of the Flies a really long time ago. So I don't know. 
technically I know I read, um, or I took Fine Arts English, Mm. and so I didn't, that's how I missed To Kill a Mockingbird, because we read more, like, Beloved, we read things that, I don't know, I, not that you couldn't analyze. I guess, like, more challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't read, like, Fahrenheit 451, I didn't read To Kill a Mockingbird, I, I went back and read them later as an adult. Yeah. But... I just, I missed traditional English classes. So yeah, I, I, I was always in like the advanced and then like AP English. So I yeah. think I missed a lot of those too. Um, but like I said, with the way the prompt is uh, written, I kind of interpreted it as like, it was assigned to me and I either sparked, spark, oh my gosh, I did it again. <laughs> I either spark noted it or didn't read it at all and just winged it. Well, I wonder like if you had friends who weren't in AP English, like a mm. book that they read. That they may have been assigned that I missed. Yeah. That could be cool. Yeah, I'll have to. That, um, I mean, technically that's what I did with To Kill a Mockingbird. It was never officially assigned to me. Okay. But I know it's books that my, it's a book that my peers read all sure. throughout high school. It's like very commonly assigned. Mm-hmm. Well... This is our halfway. We're yeah. feeling good. We're on the right track. I think we're I think we're cruising right into the I right direction so. to finish yeah. this. Unless uh, my name is Rob ends, well, ends me. It very well could. We'll find out. I have a little handful left that I'm really not excited. I'm not not looking forward to it, but like they don't really. I'm not like terribly excited, so they might stall my progress yeah see how it goes if you're listening to this and you haven't started doing the pop sugar reading challenge and you would like to join i highly recommend not reading the prompts you're most excited for first or at this point maybe do that's true that's true if you're just trying to fly through it you've only got six months left maybe do but uh for next year it is very hard to start with the ones you're most excited about because then you're left with kind of a handful of things you're not at all excited about yeah yeah, I should have started Les Mis in January. <laughs> That's what I did. I started Iron Gold right away. Oh, it was yeah. a, it was the fourth book in a series that I had already been reading and really enjoyed. So I Good. liked it. Good. But I knew I was like, mm-hmm. I need to start this one. It's not right happening. now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So well, I think yeah, I think we're we're cruising in the yeah. right direction. We're gonna do this. Well, if you are joining us in the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook. Tell us what you've been reading. Um, We post every Friday an update um, on like a prompt um, about book recommendations that you can read. So definitely feel free to follow along there. Um, But yeah, let us know how your progress is. Let us know how many out of 50 you are at. If you've surpassed Danielle, we will be very impressed. Like I'm sure there's people out there in the world who've already finished it. Well, if you have, let us know. Because that's, I will be floored. Me too. I'll be impressed. Yes. Well, this has been Caroline. And Danielle. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.